Erect. Hey guys, what's going on? Today is Sunday, February 12th, 2017, and this is episode 10 of the Erect 2.0 podcast. I'm Jeff. And I'm Amanda. And uh, we're going to fill you guys up with some digital love today. So, before we get started with everything, Amanda, how's your week been going? Anything um, that uh, stood out to you? Not really. Um, no. Just been working, playing games, and that's about it. We helped one of our friends move. Oh, yeah, it that was too. A, it was a fun experience. Kind of made me a little not so excited about having to pack and move everything when we're ready, even though we don't have as much stuff, but hmm, it was still fun. I think I was mainly just excited about seeing one of our friends we don't get to see all the time. So, yeah, that wasn't was nice. too bad. I don't know if it's bad that the highlight of our week was helping somebody move. <laughs> oh, well. So, let's get started with our first segment. Currently playing. Alright guys, this is what we've been currently playing this week. First up on our list, Brutal. So, <clears throat> I've put about 8 to 10 hours into this game, Brutal. It released on the Steam Store this week. And uh, Rising, Rising Star Games was kind enough to give us a game code so we could go ahead and review it. So, I put some time into it. If you guys are fans of Gauntlet... If you've ever played the Gauntlet series, it is a top-down action arcade dungeon crawler game. And I did do a full review in this podcast episode. Just by looking at the screen or this uh, this screenshot, you can just tell that the the art style is very unique. It's an ASCII type game. Well, it, it it's aesthetically it uses the old style ASCII characters, but they do infuse colors in the form of blood, elemental attacks, and such. You do have 3D character models that move around, but whenever you go to view your map and everything, it looks as if you're playing an old ASCII dungeon crawler. So a lot I know a lot of you probably haven't played the old style roguelike ASCII games. But this one I found this one to be pretty enjoyable. I've been enjoying my fun, or my fun, I've been enjoying my fun with it. No, I'm just kidding. I've had quite a bit of fun with it. Uh, there is an option for local co-op, which I think it would be even more fun that way. I might try to talk to Dustin into coming over and playing that with me next time. The combos aren't very, the combos aren't very deep. You just have one attack button, which is, if you're playing with the controller, it's X. So you just mash X to attack everything. But it really kind of took me back. That's why I said it was kind of like Gauntlet. So far, 8 to 10 hours. I'm liking it. It's pretty cool. I'm enjoying it. Next up, we have Conan Exiles. Now, you and I did put some time into this. I won't expand on this because... Actually, we can go ahead and talk about this. We can include this into our discussion. From your time with this, Amanda, what do you think of Conan Exiles? I think it still needs a good bit of work. I enjoyed... I like the, the survival aspect of it. I don't like that it doesn't randomly generate the map. 
that it's mm -hmm. pretty much the same map every time you restart. It is a static map, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, you get to choose, you know, your race, like your deity or whatever, your gods. Uh, you get to pick, you know, your physical features and everything like that, whether you're completely naked, semi-naked, or uh, clo clothed with, like, a loincloth and a top for the girls. I didn't get to see the male model until you started <laughs> making your character. That's correct. Uh, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, oh, can you go ahead and mute yourself real quick? Oh, thank you. So, I want to start off by saying that this game released in early access. So there are a few things that you guys have to take into consideration when playing an early access game. First and foremost, this game is not finished. It's not going to be even close to finish when they release it into early access. It's going to have bugs, you're going to have crashes, and you might even run into some weird occurrences of objects that aren't even supposed to be in the game could be some random assets that they had in there. Hopefully if the developer was up to snuff on everything you won't find some of those problems. But yes, this game is an early access game. Whenever I started the game, you start the game crucified to a cross and that's how you go through your character generator. You get to pick your hairstyle, tattoo markings, and size of your genitalia, if you wish. I, of course, increased the slider to the max, because I had to have some meat. And then afterwards, you see Conan approach you, and he cuts you down. So, this game, in its current state, doesn't have a very strong story presence about it, but I don't really think that that's what their end goal is going to be for this game. Even though there are there are snippets of lore bosses from the trailer that I watched, and it looks like it does have a co-op focus, I think the main selling point of this game when they're finished is going to be a PvP tribal-based thing. Because of the servers and you know being able to craft weapons and bond with other people and take out other people throughout, throughout the map. What were you going to say, Amanda? I didn't get to like deal with that aspect of it the pvp side because i went to like the public servers that were already built because i wasn't going to try to mess with all the options because i just wanted to try it right then and there right um and i i joined a server that was pve and it uh didn't get to really experience everything i wanted to because i would go to build something and i was like this land's already claimed so it was very limited to what I could do rather than, you know, making my own server or jumping in, I guess, a server with lower population. But uh, I didn't I didn't join a PvP and I didn't have people attacking me or trying to kill me, but I did die a few times to the creatures. There was an mm -hmm. imps, which they weren't very impish. I don't know if there's different types mm -hmm. of imps. But uh, they were they're pretty big, and then I died to a massive turtle. And but the, what I did like about it was that when I did die, when I you, when you come back, you always spawn at the very beginning of the map. You have to start mm -hmm. unless you put a bedroll down, then you spawn from the bedroll. But you right. you also spawn with I guess depending on the server. The one I was on, I spawned with all of the same gear. I didn't lose anything. I didn't. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, I think that's an option that you do have to set whenever you're setting up your server. 
So you will die quite a bit in this game, especially in the beginning. And even the wildlife, crocodiles, turtles, imps, everything that I've encountered so far has been extremely aggressive. If you get within maybe 15 or 20 feet of these things, you hear the music pump kick in and it starts pumping and these things just chase you down relentlessly. And let me tell you, you think you're going to be safe with a pick, uh, like a pickaxe or an axe against an alligator or a turtle? Think again, my friend, because these things, they come packing, packing heat. You said you, you killed one of the big turtles or was I it did. the baby turtles? I killed Little. one of the big turtles. What did but you kill was, it with? I was running away and shooting it with arrows. See, I didn't craft a bow or an arrows or anything. I only had a club, an axe, a pickaxe, like the generic mm -hmm. stuff. I uh, built a tiny, probably 5 by 10 hut and put a bedroll in it. And as soon as I built that, put a door on it, I had, I think it was like four or five imps come and they just started banging on my walls and trying to... Oh, God. I don't know if they can tear down your walls or not. I they can. Oh great! Well, I logged out. Yeah. Because I, <laughs> I kind of, I was scared, and I was like, well, mm -hmm. I had already put like an hour into it, and it was getting a little late, but I just wanted to get like the, I guess, the, a general feel for it. I think mm -hmm. I can, I'll, I'd have a better opinion of it more time I put into it. But I mean, it was fun, but I don't see it as a game that I myself would religiously play. I think with the addition of with the addition of more content that they release for it, I will definitely be more inclined to play it. I might just play on a PvE server, but I I kind of have a bad taste in my mouth as far as a lot of early access games go after playing Ark Survival Evolved. I was so excited for that game and that was basically the end of early access for me. That's when it really sunk in with me that some of these games that release it's it's not going to be that good in the beginning. And Ark is definitely an example of that. The problem with Ark Survival Evolved is that it was in a borderline unplayable state when it released. And the developers, they never really addressed it enough to bring it up to snuff to optimize it as well as they could have. With Ark Survival Evolved, you... There are some cases where you can launch it to where it almost looks like a PS2 game without the sky, and it just looks awful, and they could definitely correct that, but instead they've decided to put out DLC, this and that. The minute that I played Conan Exiles, I have to admit that it did crash one time on me, but overall my performance is fine. <coughs> I think that the character models are fine. They're pretty detailed, and the world's pretty. I mean, it's a big sandy desert where I'm at right now with Oasis sprinkled here and there but overall I think that I think within a year especially with Funcom being behind this I think within a year we could see a fully fleshed out product and I'm pretty happy with that I hope they don't take as long and you know as long a time and don't not feel like they make a lot of progress kind of like with Daisy like I really really wanted to get into that game but yeah. it hasn't been like the full game hasn't been released it's not finished and mm -hmm. it's still a little pricey you know but I I think like with Conan I think that once you know everything's hashed out and it everything's you know smooth they work out all the bugs and you know, take people's opinions and, you know, try to 
I don't know, <laughs> the complete picture of it if, you know, I think playing it with other people, like with you and whoever else, I think that mm-hmm. would make it more enjoyable rather than running around myself on a server where nobody spoke English, so... I see that Daisy's been out since Christmas of 2013. So it's going on four years. It's got mostly negative reviews, and it's still in early access. I know there was a time that I read that the developers basically abandoned this game, or they pushed it off onto another company, but I have no desire to play Daisy. But I, I can see the draw of some of those games. So far from what I've played, Conan Exiles, I think it's shaping up to be a pretty decent game. And I think it has the potential to be a pretty badass game. Like, I don't really... I can't have complaints about it because mm-hmm. it's not finished. It's going right. to have its issues. It's going to have bugs, and everything's not going to be smooth. So, no. you know, once it's fully released and, you know, we can play it, I would, I'd would, i love to give another review. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and this isn't really a review. This is basically some discussion because we were, we were given a, a key to try this game out as well, and I have seen some negative reviews that released the week of but we're going to talk about Conan Exiles a little bit in our game news so you guys can kind of see where it stands with everyone next up on our list I decided for some reason that I wanted to play Runestone Keeper again so Runestone Keeper is a roguelike dungeon crawler game but it has a very interesting way to how it plays you have special abilities, you have equipment, you have special artifacts that you can pick up. And so, as you can see from this picture, the dungeon is laid out in a grid. And each tile you have to click on to reveal what's on that tile. It could be a monster, it could be a trap, it could be a trap that you can use against the monster, it could be an item. It's funny because it plays like Minesweeper. And it's 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 oddly addictive to me. I feel like there is a decent game here. I did get a little tired of clicking after a while because once you get 10 floors deep in the dungeon after clicking on like 4 or 500 tiles, it's uh it starts to wear on you. But I really do enjoy this game. There's a lot of meat to it as far as story story missions that you can do. You can meet uh you can meet different types of enchanters, blacksmiths and stuff within the dungeon. You can buy magic. I thought it was really cool. So I'll probably put some more into that tonight before I go to bed. But I forgot how much I enjoyed that game. Next up on our list, go ahead and talk about it, Amanda. I just recently started Mass Effect 3. I've played through the first and the second one. I never really got into the third one because of the whole multiplayer thing, and what's it called? The uh, battle readiness? Is that what it was? It's been so long since I played the game. Are you referring to the overall state of the galaxy in the title screen? Yeah, like kind of where I guess you have to incorporate like multiplayer in with the story. I'm not completely sure how that works yet, because... Like, I'm six hours into the game, and I'm still not completely sure what I'm doing. Like, when I'm traveling on the map and everything, and you scan, and you can alert the Reapers, and it's not fully explained to you. Uh, maybe I just didn't have those tips up. I don't know. So I'm, I'm not 100% what I'm sure what I'm doing with the map and everything, but I'm six hours into the game so far. 
I tend to not do the main storyline first off. I love mm-hmm. side missions. I love running into, you know, not main characters and getting to go to like small little areas and do these little missions on the side. Mm-hmm. I uh, so I haven't done too much with the main storyline and I'm still 6 hours in, but I I'm I want to finish it before Andromeda's released mm-hmm. just because I haven't played through this one and Mass Effect's probably one of my favorite um, game was it trilogy not anymore I guess you could say it was a trilogy and then they decided to go ahead and pick up on it again yeah so this takes place after the original trilogy Andromeda yeah. will so I figured you know I'll play Mass Effect 3 give it a go and I think you own it too so we can do online do. multiplayer stuff I'd like to, you know, see how that works. I'm enjoying the story so far. I have heard, you know, other people's reviews of the ending of the game and everything like that and how it didn't have a very positive review for the ending, how everybody says the ending was bad. Mm -hmm. So I kind of want to experience it for myself and see so I can, so I have, I can create my own opinion and, and build, I don't know, just... You know, I want to be able to experience it myself instead of hearing it from other sources. So I guess I'm going to try working through that before Andromeda comes out. Yeah, the the multiplayer in this game, I played the hell out of it when it first came out with Andrew. It plays like a co-op horde mode. You just play through waves and rounds and waiting for a drop shit, sh- shit, a drop ship to come. But I really liked it. I thought the multiplayer was maybe my favorite aspect of the third Mass Effect. And I believe that they're bringing that multiplayer back to Andromeda. So I don't think we're going to get a co-op for the story. They've never done that before. And if you've played Dragon Age Inquisition, I think that was along the same lines of Mass Effect multiplayer. I did like the co-op focus, though. I don't think I could play co-op in a game like Mass Effect because there's so many choices and options and different things you can do that, you know, I I think it's better to experience it on your own and be able to and do everything you want to do instead of having to, you know, agree with someone else. Oh, yeah, let's go do this. And just I guess people play at their own pace and there's different uh, levels of like difficulty you can play the game and you can play it where it's more action packed or more story oriented where pretty much you can read through the whole thing and battle is little to nothing so mm-hmm. i guess i think it's i, I wouldn't want to play uh, multi or co-op for a uh, story mode yeah i can see that all right what else you've been playing amanda i just recently i think it's because I was playing, you know, Overwatch. I talk about it all the time. And I was sitting around, and I was like, you know, I want to pick something else back up. Just something that I can sit and casually play. And it's a game that I've been able to go back to since it came out, whether I got, was playing on the 360 or PC. And that mm-hmm. is Skyrim. I have well over 100 hours in that just on Steam. I have 100% of the game on Steam. But I still there's still so much I can do. Like, yeah. so I just go back in because it's hard to reach level 100 because you have to prestige your, um, your skills. 
like once you get it to 100 you can pretty much i guess i don't know if they call it prestige but like prestige it and you roll back around to like i think it starts off at 15 points and it that's pretty much the only way for you to get higher than like level 50 after a while because is that like min maxing yeah and uh so i've been trying to go through and in the areas where I don't have a lot of skill points, try to build that up because I I mainly go for melee when I play Skyrim. I don't think I've ever really gone magic. So like I've, I've been trying to go into like restoration just a little bit to level that up. And I've never really been big on alchemy. So I'm trying to do alchemy and just try new things, I guess, but it's yeah. a time filler and I, I really enjoy the game. And I enjoy fighting dragons and all that other stuff. So, I mean, t- like I said, it's a time filler, and I you can always game, go right? back to that. Uh, I have, but on this one, like I said, I don't like sticking to the storyline. Mm-hmm. I still have a uh, quest where I'm supposed to go back, and I think it starts the last like storyline for the end of the game. Okay. I haven't done that yet because I I feel like once I do that it's over, which I know it's not, but Mm-mm. I just like wandering around. I want to find every area there is to explore on the map and do all of that before I actually complete Maybe I have completed. I think no, cuz this is a new save file. So oh. that's what I'm I'm doing. Um I'm uh going through and unlocking like all the areas on the map and doing all the side quests before I make my way through the end of the the game the in game okay. quests I guess okay well cool that's uh that's what we've been playing let's get to our next segment <laughs> upcoming games all right guys these are your upcoming games for the week First up on our list, we have Darwin's Demons. So if you guys haven't heard of this, it comes out tomorrow for PC. And this looks like a game that takes the basic concept of Galaga, old school game. It's an arcade shooter defending against aliens. This game has multiplayer. You can uh, get upgrades to your ship, upgrades to everything. So I think it looks pretty interesting. I've reached out to develop to the developers and publishers of this, so see if we can get some discussion going on about this as well. On Valentine's Day, we have some love coming everyone's way. First, we have For Honor. I know just about everyone and their mama played the beta this weekend. Andrew enjoyed it, and if you guys haven't played For Honor, it takes feudal hand-to-hand and melee weapon-based combat and pits you up against other people and bots. So you are attacking people as Vikings, Knights, Samurai. Everyone's just going at it. And I've heard good and thing, good and bad things about it. I know some of our friends were getting annoyed just because of the quote-unquote bullshit that some of the other people were pulling online. If you get jumped in that game on in an online match, you're screwed. So they seem to like it pretty well. Next, we have Holy Potatoes. We're in space. It's an interesting name for a game, but if you guys are familiar with this company, they did Holy Potatoes, a weapon shop, which was a casual management game. You owned a weapon shop. You can make weapons, sell them, believe in you manage the customers. 
This game looks kind of similar to FTL, and I'm kind of interested in this because I love the adorable and cute art style, but this game looks pretty good, and I'm a big fan of indie games. That comes out to PC, and that comes out on Valentine's Day. Also coming to PC on Valentine's Day is Fairy Fencer F. What is that? Fairy Fencer F Advent Dark Force. This is the sequel. I believe it's the sequel to Fairy Fencer F. And I know Keyshawn's going to play this game. It, honestly, it looks pretty good. I've kind of fallen off with JRPGs in recent years, but Tales of Berseria brought me back. So I think I might have to keep my eye on this. Another one I thought was interesting, which is coming out on the 15th to PC as well, is Mutant Fighting Cup 2. So you start off with a base animal, dog, cat, lizard, I can't remember the other ones. And as you fight others, you take on uh, genetic mutations and you transform. It almost looks like Pokemon. It's a turn-based battle game where you're battling your mutant against others. I think that's, I don't know, I thought it was kind of cool. Last on our list this week, on the 17th, we have The Moose Man. I thought it was an interesting and funny title, but when I watched the trailer and gameplay footage of it, it looks like it has a strong narrative. It looks very artsy. And color me interested. I think it's I think it's going to be a pretty good game. I think it'll be a good indie game. It does look very indie, so we'll have to check that out. Ready? video game news alright guys this is your video game news for the week first up on our list we have Destiny 2 it's reported that it is on track to release in 2017 Bungie has stated in interviews that they have taken a lot of criticism and reviews into account and that Destiny 2 is still on track to release this year but they also want to give the storyline a complete buff and makeover. So they hope that you are ready for cinematic quality, a strong cinematic and meaningful story. So just get ready for that. But Bungie does report that it's coming this year. Please come to PC. It's got to come to PC. This game would be perfect for it. I'm telling you, Bungie. I'm telling you. Go ahead, Amanda. All right, Mass Effect, Mass Effect. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Mass Effect Andromeda will have meaningful side quests inspired by the Witcher series. Yay, because I love side quests. Open world games these days always seem to have a wealth of side content to get lost in, but whether or not that content is actually worth checking out is hit or miss. Mass Effect Andromeda developer Bioware has discussed the side content for their upcoming game, revealing they'll be taking a different approach this time. I guess they're going to go lean more towards how The Witcher did theirs. Said it's very Sounds important right. for them that the quantity of scope doesn't downgrade the quality of whatever you are doing there. Uh, the Witcher series is a great one to look to when it comes to taking inspiration from side content, as the series is easily one of the best in that regard. Having meaningful, meaningful side content means that the players will actually want to explore the game the world in search for new things but when Dragon Age Inquisition with Dragon Age Inquisition the feeling faded away click quickly when everyone realized what each area was actually filled with so I guess they want to you know 
pay attention to what each side quest is, you know, not make it boring, make it more, maybe more action packed and keep it lively. And I guess where you can't, where you really won't expect what you're supposed to be doing, like they say you did in Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's cool because I like side quests regardless. I, I could take their statement quantity versus or the quantity of side quests not affecting the quality. Hopefully they mean that in a positive way that they still want to include a large amount of side quests. They just want to make these side quests more meaningful. They did receive quite a bit of criticism as far as their Dragon Age Inquisition side quests went. So Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I think it's a good sign. I mean the goddamn game's finished already, so I don't even I don't even know why they're speaking on this. This this should have been stuff that they already talked about, but regardless, fingers crossed. Finger crossed. Fingers crossed. Hopefully it doesn't suck. Yeah. Finger crossed. <clears throat> Next up on our list, I am happy that the creators of FTL have announced a new game. It's called Into the Breach. This game looks as if it's built off of the same engine as FTL, which I'm fine. Utilizes the same art style. But this game is going to be a turn-based strategy game. It's going to be a turn-based mech strategy game. Oh yeah, that's right. It looks really awesome. In all of the maps or the gameplay trailers that I watched, I think there's only one gameplay trailer, but in all the footage that I've watched of it, it looks that it looks to be that you are mechs protecti- protecting the city from large aliens and monsters. Even if you fail, they allow you the option to rewind. You can rewind in time. I don't know, it's pretty cool. I hope that this game has a roguelike presence as well, or that there's random el- elements to it. And they also announced that Brunty, the guy that produced the soundtrack for the first... Shit, I never even clicked on that image, I'm sorry. That did the soundtrack for the for the first game, FTL, will be returning for this game. Hell yes. I love the soundtrack to FTL. Faster Than Light was fucking awesome. And I loved, I loved the sound, the sound effects, and just the overall feel of it. This game actually kind of... The announcement of this game got me excited to jump back into it. Currently, they don't have a release date for it, but they did say that it will be released when it's done. So, just be on the lookout for that, guys. Alright, Manders. Next up is Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. New trailer showcases exploration, combat, and more. Uh, let's see here. 2017 is setting out to be a great year for RPG. With the release of many highly anticipated titles, among them is Nino Kuni 2: Revenant Kingdom, the second entry in the series developed by Level Five. Uh, Bandai Namco released a new trailer showing more of the upcoming game. I watched it. I think the artwork, just the style in general, is amazing. But oh, I also I really Hello. enjoyed the uh, the combat. What's I, up, Mako? I think that the the way the combat looks is is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with Nino Kuni two, they did drop the mechanic where you pick up familiars like Pokemon. So you're not really capturing creatures. You just have those little creatures that are. Oh, we're going over our video game news right now. In this one, you just have the little elemental creatures, the little. Oh, shoot. I was I, I wondering even... what those things were, because I saw them all over, like, the little battlefield. And then they yeah. sometimes, you know, the one of the characters 
one of their like moves, they would use something or do something, and then those little mm -hmm. guys would attack. Like, I saw a big hammer come down, and... Yeah, the only way that I can refer to these guys are Pikmin. I don't know if you've ever played the Pikmin games on GameCube or Wii. Yeah. But they, they, they look like little Pikmin. And in the in the first Nino Kuni game, which also has the same art style and everything, in battle you would control your human and then you would switch off to your monster. So and you would capture the monsters and then use them to fight in battles with you. That's not the case anymore. Now you are controlling the characters. You control uh well the only party members I saw were three party members, but they all have their own own attacks, own abilities and everything. I think they're going for a more traditional RPG with this one. And I'm super excited about that because level five they're one of my favorite developers out there. They've made a ton of great games. I'm not going to say this game's going to be perfect, but I am really excited for it. So keep sending us that info, guys. Uh, and I got my fingers crossed for a fall release for this, so oh, that would be really cool, guys. Please make it happen. Okay. Next up, we do have some sad news. And the sad news is South Park, the fractured butthole has been delayed yet again. I think Ubisoft stated that this game is actually, yes, it's going to release on their upcoming fiscal year, and that spans from 20, April 2017 to March 2018. So this game was, this game was uh, scheduled to come out this year, but I highly doubt that we're going to see it this year. I think we might see this either around winter of 2018, or possibly spring. You know, honestly, at this point, whenever it's ready, guys, just get it out to us. The first South Park, the Stick of Truth game, was received very well. So that's, you know, people are so impatient these days. I mean, at the end of the day, we don't even know if we're going to be alive in 2018. But it'll come when it's done. It will. It's coming. South Park. It's going to come. They're not going to run out of money. Ubisoft is behind this. Okay. We're good. Calm your titties, guys. We're good. All right, Amanda, what else you got for me? Valve reveals its plan to replace Steam Greenlight. Valve has been yes. dissatisfied with Steam Greenlight for at least as far back as early 2013, when uh, Gabe described the system as probably bad for the Steam community. A year later, he started stated outright that the goal was to make Greenlight go away, not because it was not useful, but because we're evolving. Uh, mm. Let's see. Today, the direction of the evolution was finally revealed. A new system called Steam Direct targeted to go live this spring that will enable developers to get their games on Steam without having to pass an approval process first. I want to know, I saw someone making some comments saying that developers weren't very happy with that, but I wonder why they wouldn't be very happy with that. I mean, you actually, they took out one of the steps used, uh, or one of the obstacles getting to the Steam Store page. So I, I don't know if maybe they, some developers are using Steam Greenlight to generate more excitement or ge to generate some Steam, if you will, in regards to their game. I The way that I see it is... If nobody's heard about my game through Greenlight and I go ahead and release it on the Steam Store page, it just falls into Steam Limbo Hell. So, 
I'm probably going to research that a little bit more, but I don't know. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. I've I've heard a little bit of input from both sides. Next up on our list, Conan, Conan Exiles. Guess what? That game sold 320,000 copies in its first week. Funcom has also released a dev kit for modders, so I think we're going to see some really cool stuff coming along. Uh, congratulations, guys. Like I said, this game is in early access. It's not finished, but so far, it's pretty awesome. It's pretty sweet. Hashtag MAGA. I have no idea what that means. But, yes, Conan Exiles has sold 320,000 copies. That's a shitload of copies, especially oh, yeah. for an early access game, especially to be coming out at, what, $30? It's kind of crazy. But it is Funcom. They did receive some criticism for, what was it, their last... Oh, shit. I remember their last MMO they released, I think, was The Secret World, which, you know, some people liked it, a lot of people hated it. But Conan Exiles, I'm going to go ahead and give it this emoji. People are... I'm actually going to go like that. I'm going to do that emoji. Yeah, a lot of people are liking that. I might look that up after uh, after this podcast, but... And what do you what do you have last for us, Amanda? I have that Torment X Punisher gameplay trailer showcases over the top demon murdering action. Oh yes. Yes. Tormentor X Punisher is a brutal top down twin twin stick shooter where the goal is to survive and get the highest score. Everything in the game has but one hit point and thus dies with a single hit, including you, sure. which is something of a drawback. On the upside, it keeps things simple. Kill fast because you're going to die soon. Now, when you hear top-down shooter, especially in the PC community, you see drivel and shovelware release just about every week. When I watched the trailer to this, I think my face melted a little bit. I think also because of the music. I knew the music yeah. was going to get you definitely. It's got some. It's got some crazy. It's got crazy good metal music. Lots and lots of f bombs that I saw dropped in that trailer. I'm pretty excited for this. I haven't even heard of this game. Even looking at the text right now on that fucking 80s art, it's looking pretty. I like that. I like that shit. So keep an eye out for these guys. It's going to be pretty sweet. Okay. Next up, we have another new segment thing that we're doing this week. We're trying to do something every week. So what's coming up next week, Amanda? Valentine's Day. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, if you're into that sort of stuff. Yeah. I don't I've never I've never been in love, so I don't Excuse I don't. me? Whoa, just kidding. <laughs> so this week's discussion is gonna be love because of Valentine's Day. No, Aww. not because of that. Anyways, dealing with romancing options, plot points, betrayal. I don't think we have too much betrayal in here. In general relationships, here's some of our Favorite and most memorable moments in gaming. First up, we have Drake and Elena. So from Uncharted 1 to Uncharted 4, you see them form their relationship. They just start off as strangers, and then when they, be, when they begin to know each other, get to know each other, and uh, get to know each other a little bit better, they, they form a relationship. If anything acts to serve as a realistic type romance represented in video game format, this might be one of the main examples you'll see. They love each other, but they have split up more than once and constantly find themselves at each other's throats. 
Despite all this, you see them, in the end, still there for one another. And it might not be apparent at first, but their care stems down deep to their cores. A stereotypical but realistic representation of a man constantly out for adventure, brash and daring, but in the end careless, followed by a woman always there to bring him back down to reality. Attempting to keep him grounded, and in all good hopes, tries to implement damage control when needed. I know it looks like I'm just reading from a website or something, but I actually wrote that. But yeah, that's that was, that was one of the ones for me. What you got, Amanda? Oh, yes. I picked Dragon Age. Not mm-hmm. any, you know, interaction or relationship in particular. I was talking about that the fact that you can pick and choose what kind of relationship you want to have with each character, that it's all, you know, each relationship's build on trust and opinion encounters, and depending on the choices that you make, it has a different effect of how you connect and interact with the different characters in the game. So, and I don't, how they're not, you know, strict, or what's the word I'm looking for? It's not sex or race specific, like you can venture in any angle that you want, Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. So you're not restricted on the kind of relationships you can build or who you can romance. And I enjoy, you know, being able to play the game different, you know, or different save files and going different routes with uh, who you want to build stronger relationships with. I have to say that uh, hashtag, uh, I thought it was MAGA. The stands for Make America Great Again. I fucking love that. I'm all about that. So, uh, <laughs> Yes. Uh, what do you have next, Amanda? I also picked Mass Effect for pretty much the oh, same you. reason. Because you're not, you know, you're not stuck with this is who your your love interest is, or you have to be nice to this person, or be mean to this person. You ha- you know, you have your Paragon and Renegade uh, meters or choices, and it those also affect how you build relationships. Because you know, if you're you pick the renegade side of something, you know, some people will be less inclined to want to build a relationship with you, whereas others would be more inclined to build a relationship with you and vice versa, you know, with the Paragon. But uh, I like it this one too because your options are open. You can play as a female who can romance a male or female and, and he, you know, there's many different races. You can play as a male who can romance a male or female and, you know, different mm-hmm. races. I just like being able to have your, you know, your options open and not just for romancing, but like how you build your attachments and your relationships with the different characters throughout the game. Right. Yeah. Mass Effect. And you know what? Mass Effect Andromeda, you're going to be able to tap some alien ass. People are already excited about that. So just get ready. And lastly, we have Zidane. Zidane? Oh, sometimes I call him Zidane. Zidane Tribal. Zidane. Whatever. Zidane and Garnet from Final Fantasy IX. Final Fantasy has featured romances in their cast ever since the beginning. Zidane and Garnet. Garnet. Sorry. Garnet. Mark a truly memorable one for me. Looked at as Sakaguchi's goodbye letter to the series, Zidane sets out to capture the princess only to be pulled into a grand adventure, taking him all over the world. The couple would see kingdoms fall, friends perish, and a struggle to the afterlife that breaks them apart from one another. So, hmm. Hit me right there, homie. Hit me right there. And that's it. That's it for that. 
I'm going to read through this pretty fast, but I did include a review just because the developers and publishers were nice enough to send me a key. But this is my review of Brutal. So like I said earlier, taking a page from games of yesteryear, we see an interesting looking action oriented roguelike dungeon crawler with an excellent level of replayability. The game features four playable character classes, not restricted to their respective skill trees, but they start out drastically differently. You have the Amazon, which she uses her variety of ferocious kicks to start and end fights quickly. So what the Amazon lacks in force is made up for in speed and agility. You know, whenever I played the Amazon, though, I think the fastest class of them all, because you, you all... <coughs> sweet Jesus. Uh, you all, excuse me, you all start off barehanded. And the fastest character there, I thought, was the Ranger. Then you also have the Mage, which utilizes his staff to blast enemies from a safe distance and devastating effects. So, I didn't get to play as the Mage. The Ranger is a quick and nimble character, able to get in and out of combat swiftly and effectively to deal sustained damage to his opponents. The Warrior, I did notice, was the slowest attacking of all classes, but he starts off with the most health. That's actually a trade-off I'm willing to make not having as much AP because a HP in order to have the ranger there just to quickly bust some fools up with. Your goal is to reach the bottom of the 26th floor dungeon to fight the guardian at the end. Throughout your travels in each room you'll find yourself tasked with an overcoming wealth of enemies and traps sprinkled generously on each floor. A floor can take you anywhere from 6 to 10 minutes, in my experience, to clear out depending on how much backtracking you want to do. And I personally recommend that you do bra bra God damn it, I can't talk today. I recommend that you do backtrack because you can obtain ASCII symbols. You can, re you can obtain regular ASCII symbols and enchanted ASCII symbols. They'll be used for weapon crafting and enhancing. ASCII also plays an important role in the overall look of the game. The characters and monsters are 3D models, but their appearance and the look of the game overall harkens back to the old-school ASCII dungeon crawler roguelikes from the 80s. While everything has a black and white look to it, you'll see vivid pops of color stemming from the elemental attacks and blood gushing from your enemies whenever you kill them. The graphics may be my favorite and strongest, most unique aspect of the game, and I applaud the studio for that. Combat plays out in a classic button-mashing affair coupled with special abilities and elemental negative status-inducing potions that you can craft and toss at your poke. Fuck. Foes, not pose. Playing the game overall gave me a very gauntlet-like feel, and I was pleased to take a nostalgic step back. Brewing potions with each new run takes uh, the standard old-school hardcore roguelike formula. You don't really know what a pink potion does until you drink it. However... Once you've identified it, it will remain identified for the duration of your run. But if you start another run, if you die and you have to start that whole dungeon all over again from floor one, that pink potion that you crafted that was protect that it was a protective potion, it won't it will be different. The potions swap around. So you'll have to either drink it or throw it at an enemy to see what the effects of it will be. So, the from what I've experienced, the difficulty is about average. You begin to pick up on some of the mechanics and nuances the more that you play this game. I feel like it's perfect for co-op. It features a four-player co-op mode out of the box. There's also a level editor and leaderboards for the competitive nature in all of us. So, I think it does an excellent 
job satisfying the need for a button-mashing, roguelike, top-down action game. The Some of the areas of improvement I can only recommend would be an audio adjustment slider. Currently, there's no option to adjust any aspect of the master volume, sound effects, or music. I feel like that should be a standard in all games. <clears throat> Sometimes the hit detection on enemies can be a little off, or you may find yourself mashing the button and targeting an enemy or barrel you didn't mean to attack. And I feel like the option for mouse movement movement would be pretty great with the mouse and keyboard. Uh, the mouse is used for interacting and attacking, but a click-to-move mouse attack feature, I feel like it would be a much smoother experience outside of the controller. Besides that, you have to use WASD, and I feel like that's kind of awkward. I mean, could you imagine moving with WASD and Diablo? I don't know. So, Stormcloud Games developed this. Rising Star Games published this. This game's rated T for Teen. This came out the 9th of February, so... I've been playing a little bit of it over this weekend. This came out on PC for $14.99, and I think it's still on sale for 20% off, so it might be around 11 or 12 bucks. So, overall, my score for it was 8.7 out of 10. I liked it. And that's about all I have. Was there anything else you wanted to add, Amanda? Not that I can think of. Alright, well thank you for joining me, and... Until next week, you know, we may we may have to talk. I, I might feel like we need to do some midweek thing. Get back into some game discussions. Oh, yeah, with definitely. some of our friends and stuff like More that. More like, pretty not fun. just games, but like media, I guess, in general. Like, maybe movies and TV. Just more stuff to talk about. I was kind of thinking about just cutting that out overall. Just media kidding. TV. <laughs> yeah, because my fucking videos got flagged, so I'm not going to do that anymore. But, you know, maybe. Maybe we might do that. But until next week, or possibly midweek, I'm Jeff. And I'm Amanda. And uh, thanks for stopping by and getting erect with us, guys. <laughs> and we'll catch you next time. Bye!